Welcome back to Hilchot Shabbat of Arambam, Sefer Zemanim of Mishneh Torah, Perek Shenayim Ve'aisrim, the 22nd chapter. This is the second of three chapters dealing with Shabuyot, with things that were forbidden by Hachamim, because of one of two reasons, as was explained by Joey in the last chapter. Number one, because perhaps it can bring towards a natural melacha and Hachamim wanted to prevent that. Number two, because although it may, it's not a risk that it might bring to a melacha, it looks like a melacha, and from the point of view of others, it looks like a melacha. Hachamim wanted to forbid it just to uh, to avoid the appearance of a melacha being made. Um, before we start, this is going to be part one of two of Perek Shanaim Ve'asrim. It's a very important chapter and a very long one, and uh, we'll do Be'azat Hashem the second part tomorrow. The first part, we're going to study Halachot Aleph through... Um, through Yod Gimal, so Aleph through Yod Bet, sorry, until Yod Gimal, the first 12 halachot. The reason being that all of them deal with the process of cooking, um, not necessarily with the Melacha of Afiyaz we are going to see, but also with Havara, also with some other related Melachot, and they all belong to the same category in a way. Um, so with that, let, let me just uh, say a couple of words about Shavuyot, things that may have been said one way or the other by, by Joy, but it's it's a good review. The first thing I want to say is that Shavuot, you have to be very precise. You can't say Shavuot is everything that's the Rabbanan, and then everything that's Shavuot is the Rabbanan, and everything that's the Rabbanan is Shavuot. In fact, if you read the first... The, first chapter of Shavuyot, Perekaf Aleph, carefully, you'd notice that according to Harambam, the, the whole notion of Lishbot midevarim she'enam melacha, of doing Shavita from things that are not melacha, is at least inspired by the Pasuk that says, Ubayom Shavuyot, and if you go all the way back to the beginning, the introduction to Hilchot Shabbat, you'll see Harambam lists as one of the misvot that this section of Hilchot Shabbat deals with, of Lishbot Bashavi'ai. In other words, you have Lishbot Bashavi'ai, that's one misvah, and the other misvah is Shelola Asol Bo Melacha. So, conceivably, conceivably, indirectly, violating Shavuyot that Hachamim established is a violation of Misvat Aseh de Oraita. Why am I saying that? Not because it matters one way or the other. We, we don't, Harambam certainly did not subscribe to the notion that everyone has a scoreboard in heaven and then if you do a misvah de oraita you lose 100 points you, you violate the misvah de rabbanan you only lose 80 points that it, it's uh, obviously that's all a little bit nonsensical from Harambam's standpoint uh, so that, that that's it, it doesn't matter for that for that but it matters because sometimes Harambam will use the word shevut and I want us to be trained to at the very least notice one is Shavut, one is Divre Soferim, one is Midivrehem, one is Patur because the elements of the Melech are not fulfilled. All of these things, maybe they, they, they end up uh, leading to the same spot, but sometimes there are differences, and those differences are important. And more important than noticing the differences is training ourselves to precision, to always be, pre be precise, and to say Shavut when it's Shavut, and to not say Shavut when it's not Shavut. So Shavuot is potentially the Oraita. That's the first thing I want to, to mention. The second thing, uh, which we already mentioned, is that 
it comes in two flavors, only two flavors. One is things that may lead to a melacha, and two is things that appear to be a melacha. Number three, that's important with everything that's carved out by hachamim specifically. So you have to always understand where things were before hachamim came and intervened. And for the most part, things were permissible. Everything is permissible. The whole universe of things is permissible until someone comes and forbids it. That's a very important rule in halacha. Specifically with Shavuyot, things that Hachamim specifically said, you may not do this. When reading Hanambam, unless he tells us, kol and so to anything that looks like this, we should, at least a small part of us should understand these are narrow situations. If there is a gezera about, about uh, I don't know, uh, for example, Kulyasa Ispenin, and, and some other things uh, that, that we mentioned in, in um, when discussing when discussing ilchot uh, bishul of what you may not do bishul through pouring hot water on those things you could make the argument are a specific enumerated list unless it says which it might be the case over there but generally just train yourself to understand if Chachamim said a b c and d. And they didn't say, and everything that looks like A, B, C, and D, then maybe it's not our place to say, and also E and F as well. And the, the last thing I want to say about these chapters is that they are extremely, extremely helpful in guiding us, in refining within us the actual melachot to which the Shavuyot relate. And I, I, I'd say that it's impossible to understand the melachot without understanding the Shabuyot HaChamim came and added uh, on that or re relating to them, especially the way Haramam sets it up, uh, he oftentimes will say, this XYZ is a Melacha, and therefore this is forbidden. So the XYZ is extremely, extremely use useful and, and valuable, which is why uh, these chapters, I think they deserve all the attention we can give them. So without further ado, we'll start Halacha Aleph, רדיית הפת, אף על פי שאינה מלאכה אסור לו את החכמים שמי יבוא לאפות. רדיית, we came across this, this, uh, this action before, the way they used to make bread back in the days, they used to take the, the, the dough, a flat uh, dough, imagine like a pita or a lafa, and then you, you glue it, you, you hit it against the wall of the oven, um, presumably from the inside, perhaps also from the outside, and then that, that gets cooked. The moment it reaches hasibishul on the entirety of, of that dough, or bishul male on uh, as many parts of that dough that in the aggregate add up to a gerogeret, then someone will be hayav. Rediat hapat is when I remove the pita or the lafa from the oven. So it's already made. I'm not causing anything in there, as opposed to, for example, putting a, um, a, a large spoon into a cauldron with, with a, a stew inside where that action might accelerate the process of, of bishul, in here I really am not doing anything. So it's not a melacha, but Hachamim forbade it because if I get used to doing these kinds of melachot, Hachamim said, maybe I'll come to do actual bishul. Hamadbik pat batanur mi be'od yom, 
מסיל ממנו מזון שלוש סעודות ואומר לאחרים בואו ועשינו לכם. We came across a similar example before. Let's say I do put, I do glue that dough on the wall of the oven and then Shabbat begins and suddenly I find myself faced with a gezerah that prevents me from having bread for Shabbat. So Chachamim said you're allowed to take as much as you need for three meals, but three meals only for what you need. That's a personal exemption. And then you can call others and let them use the personal exemption as well. You can call others and tell them, hey guys, come, each of you takes uh, take uh, three meals worth of, of this uh, huge lafa that I have here. And although it's not a melacha, when a person is using this exception, this exemption, he should do so with a knife or some other utensil that's not the one usually used for removing the, 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 the breads, the path from the tanur. Very important halacha, relevant not only to Shabbat, but let me preview, this is also applicable for Yom Tov. Why is it Hachamim forbade to even come into a bathhouse on Shabbat? Because of the, the people in charge of the bathhouses, there is Mahloket Rishonim if those were Jews or not Jews, it doesn't matter, this is all the reason for the legislation. They would warm up the water on Shabbat and they would say, Oh no, this was done before Shabbat. Tohachamim said, if that's the case, we'll just forbid it, and uh, your lies, you, you will not have an incentive to lie about it. Therefore, they forbade coming into the bathhouse, even if someone is not submerging themselves in the hot water, but just coming in to use it as sort of like a sauna, a steam room, that's also forbidden. The Gazru, a second Gazera, it's forbidden to also forget about whether it's a bathhouse or not, but to bathe the entire body. Uh, and this is, by the way, Yom Tov or Shabbat. Um, on, on hot water, on warm water, we define Hamin in the chapter about Bishul. We said it's... Uh, the, 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 the heat that is necessary for washing. So this is not burning heat. It's a heat that, that you can actually wash with. I, I, I would say a noticeable amount of warmth above body temperature. Even if the water was warmed up from before Shabbat, it's forbidden. And again, background to this, if you come to that bathhouse, you wouldn't know if to believe that the water was heated from before Shabbat or not. Hachamim forbade everything then. However, it's permissible to use water that was warmed up from before Shabbat to wash not your entire body, but simply your face, your hands or arms, and your feet. Um, one difference between Shabbat and Yom Tov is on Yom Tov, if the water was heated from before Shabbat, then this Kezerai doesn't apply and therefore you are allowed to wash your entire body with water that was warm from before Shabbat, from before Yom Tov. 
And this is all we are talking about water that was heated by fire itself. That's what's within the Gezerah of Merhaz. However, in the hot springs of Tevarya uh, and, and, and those sort, something of, of that kind, this Gezerah of Lehishtatef does not apply. However, there is something else that does apply, although it's not Hamehaur. Because uh, if, if you, so a hot spring inside a cave, that's forbidden as a merhas, because the hot spring in a cave has the same kind of steam and vapors that you'd find in a merhas too similar to it, and Hachamim decided to include it within the Gezerah. So to sum up, if it's a, a natural source, like Hamete Varia, then it's permissible to use unless it's like a Me'ara, which brings it too close to the example of the bathhouse, and then it's again forbidden to, to use, just like Hamin Hamu, whether it was on Shabbat or before Shabbat. Halacha Gimal. Mithamem Adam keneged hamedura, veyoseu mishtatef kol gufo besonen. It's permissible to warm yourself up in front of the fire. So the fire is next to you, let's say a fireplace. You have the cold water on your body, you are wet, and you are coming, and by coming close to that fire, causing the water that's on top of you to get warm. Uh, given that what you're doing is you're warming up the water that's on you, and you are washing, sorry, sorry, so, so sorry, it's permissible to warm yourself up against the fire and then wash yourself in cold water. That's permissible, even though the warmth of your body is going to heat the water somewhat. However, it's forbidden to get yourself soaked in water. And then after you're soaked in water, then approach the fire and then let the fire warm up the water that's next to you because what you're do really doing is you're warming up the water around you and Hachamin decided to include this within the Gezerah of Hasaot, it's as if you're being Mishatev Kurgufo Behamin. Hamevi Silon Shel Sonen Betochmaim Hamin, a specific example also Hachamin forbade, I would discourage us from expand it beyond what's exactly here, as it is said here. So passing a pipe of cold water through hot water, okay? So there is hot water, for example, a hot spring of Tevaria, and you're passing a cold pipe through it so that the, the, the cold water that passes through that pipe gets warmed by the water that's surrounding it. Even if this water, the outside water, was heated by a natural source, Hachamim said, specifically with regard to this kind of an example, we'll include them within the Gezerah. By the way, before they said that, this was not included as evident from the Mishnah on Shabbat. And only then Hachamim forbade it to them. In other words, before this particular Gezerah or little angle to the Gezerah was added, things like this would have been permissible under the Gezerah of Merhasaot. 
In other words, if we do not fit another example into this very narrow situation that Hachamim opined on, then it's possibly and probably mutar. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about, by the way, the, the, the issue of Duchemesh in Israel, which we are not going to discuss, obviously, in, in such a short shiur. Just again, to, to refresh our memory, so the, what should be on your minds right now, the, the, the Gezerot attached to the Melacha of Mehamem. We said Ofe, which is the Av Melacha, also has other aspects of that same Av Melacha. One is Mevashel, and the other one is Mehamem, which is to warm up water for the purpose of bathing. So all of these Gezerot are trying to either avoid the situation where you'd come to be Mehamem, or about a situation where you look like you are being mehamem. Now, although we said it's forbidden to wash yourself and then come next to the medura to the fire and let that warm up the water that's on you, it is permissible to take the water itself or, or of, uh, of Shemen, we're going to see in the next line, uh, and uh, the purpose of that is to warm it up a little bit, to bring it, I'd say, to body temperature, but not above that, not, not to actually warm it up so that it can warm you, but rather to warm it up so it doesn't make you colder. So it's permissible to put it next to the fire, which is not super... Um, um, consistent with and it's not self-evident based on the last halakha of not being able to do so with the water on your body but this is permissible and likewise although we said you may not cover your entire body with water and come next to the medura you're allowed to do so with a single part of your body again it, it wasn't about uh it being a natural offshoot, a natural derivative of the Gezerot we're familiar with, it was a very particular example Hachamim forbade. And therefore, if we are analyzing a separate case, like for example, just your hand, the outcome might be different. So it's permissible to do so, so long as you are not bringing the water or the oil on your hand to the kind of heat that would burn a belly of a child. And it is permissible also to warm up a cloth and put that on top of your belly on Shabbat. Before we go to hell, let me just mention something. On Al-Hadarid, we mentioned this uh, standard of Yad Soledet Bo, which is translated as the heat that's sufficiently hot to burn the belly of a child, you'll hear a haronim 
use this concept everywhere and use it in every single question that they have. According to Harambam, this concept is specific to that case which we described, not something that you should add to your arsenal of pill-pull to use it uh, in, in other contexts. So, again, specifically to this situation, Harambam did not say a bathtub, a bathtub literally, a bathtub, ambati and bath are etymologically from the same source. Uh, the bet tet should uh, show this. So if you have a bathtub that is filled with hot water, it's forbidden to throw cold water or to add cold water to it because the cold water is itself becoming hot. In other words, you're not doing anything to the hot water, but you're uh, cooling, but you're warming up immediately, instantaneously, the, the, the cold water. So too, one may not add a pach a, um, a, uh, a vessel filled with oil because it's also like mehamem, uh, it's like mevashel. But it's permissible to add hot water, vice versa, to a cold, to a cold water filled bathtub. So just one thing about this: notice how, if Hachamim had not been gozer on this, you would have never been hayav. You're not hayav on this. If you take cold water and put it in a bathtub that's filled with boiling water. You are not hayav. That's important because this is it, it helps us refine what we said uh, in in this chapter about mevashel itself, which is that bishul uh, on the ur is hayav, and also bishul on toledet haur is hayav. And toledet haur, an example of that would be if you take a pan and you put it on the fire, you let the pan get hot through the fire, and then you put an egg on that pan, so you're not putting the the egg directly on the fire, you're doing it on the pan, that is toledet ha'ur. However, a, a, a clear ishon, where you have another medium in it already, that's not toledet ha'ur. I repeat, that's not toledet ha'ur, and therefore halacha he is patur and not hayav. Now we go more into halachot gezerot, uh, shavuyot, related to bishul itself. If you have a container that's filled with, uh, with, with, uh, sorry, that it was filled with hot water, then you empty it out, or the hot, the hot water finishes, it's permissible, or, or let's say the hot water, um, it's something that's not connected to electricity or on the fire, okay? Let me make that clear. So you have a pot that was filled with water, it's hot, use half of it, and now you want to add another half uh, worth of cold water so the entire mixture becomes warm, not hot. That's permissible. It's permissible to add hot water to cold water and cold water to hot water so long as this is not being done in the vessel in in which this water was first warmed up on the fire because that would be uh, uh, too warm. In other words, it's not hayav, uh, but it's asur, uh, hachamim forbade it. 
וכן כדלה רותחת, אף על פי שהולידה מעל האש לא ייתן לתוכה תבלין, אבל נותן לתוכה מלח, שהמלח אינו מתפשל אלא על גבי אש גדולה. So too, a כדלה רותחת, a hot pan that was on the fire, even if you remove it from the fire, and my חידוש, I repeat this here, and if you have a different view, I'd love to hear about this, is that if you take a pan that's on the fire and you remove it from the fire, this is not toledet ha'ur. This is now klirishon, it's a different category. If it were toledet ha'ur, then this would be hayav. But you take the kadeh rotahat, it's forbidden to give, uh, to, 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 put, to put in it spices, but it's permissible to add salt, So again, you, you have a, a pot filled with, uh, let's say, uh, rice, and it was on the fire. Now it's no longer on the fire. You may add salt, but not spices to it, um, because it would be kemevashel, not mevashel, but kemevashel. And if you pour the, the, the food, the contents from the first pot into a second pot, Even though they are still boiling in the second pot, you see the boils coming, you, you see it actually boiling. It's permissible to put, to add spices to the second container, given that we have the rule, a second container is not, it doesn't uh, cook. Now, whether this is a general statement that can be applied everywhere or a statement specific to this situation in which the second container is not extremely hot and we are only talking about Tevalim, that is a matter open to interpretation. Rabbi Yosef Kafeh, Alav Shalom, he uh, argued that this is an absolute statement and Klishani is never Nevashel. And uh, I think it makes sense. Rabbi Rabinovitz, from uh, the, the author of Fiat Peshuta, he says, actually, this is very specific to this case. And uh, if the Klishani was actually Mevashel, it will be Mevashel. He brings the ayah from, from a, an issue of Ma'aser. Ma'aser peregimal al-Khatetvav. Rabbi Yosef Kafech says, no, that's for Ma'aser. It's not the same as for Shabbat. Uh, for Shabbat, Klishani eno Mevashel. And I'll tell you why I think Rabbi Yosef Kafech makes sense because again this is not on the ur mevashel is only on the ur or on toledet ha'ur if it's on neither then it's not mevashel i don't care what process is happening it's not mevashel and therefore klishani is uh, is obviously not mevashel min torah but hachamim said clearly shon is not mevashel min torah but we forbid you to do it but klishani we are not going to extend the gezerah all that far alachazayin הן שורין את החלטית בין מפרשים בין בסונן, אבל שורה אותו בתוך החומס. חלטית is a kind of a, 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 a spice that's added to food or for medicinal purposes. It still is used in Indian cuisine. It's very pungent, very strong uh, smell, uh, smell it has. It adds a very strong flavor to the food. And uh, it's... Uh, so, so, so now, הלכות זין, הלכה זין and... And halachot yod, yod aleph, and yod bet, you'll notice don't involve any heat. But still, there are things that are sort of like uh, 
of the kitchen, let's call them that way. And therefore, Hamim still added some gezerot relating to Bishul, not because they're going to bring you to cook, but perhaps because they look like cooking, although there is no heat involved. So it's uh, forbidden to uh, submerge, to, to, to have this, uh, to submerge the haltit in water, uh, whether it's warm water or cold water. But you may do so in vinegar. Now, for medicinal purposes, if you started this uh, regimen of having haltit daily, and then you had it Thursday and Friday, so what about Shabbat? Can you do so on Shabbat? So Rambam says, yes. It's permissible to do so on Shabbat, but do it with cold water, then put it outside and let it get warmer uh, by the heat of the sun, and then drink it, because it's not a matter of starting something, but it's a matter of avoiding the detriment of stopping it in the middle. Let me remind us of what is Bishul. Uh, the Bishul, the Melacha of Bishul, it has a few elements. Number one, it needs to be on the fire or to let it haur, which I said before is something that's on the fire right now, not something that was on the fire. Um, if... Uh, if you cook, uh, sorry, that's number one. Number two, it needs to be something that is either uh, it it that th- th- that's not one of these two exceptions. One being something that doesn't need bishul klal, like say a fruit, a carrot, a carrot. If you cook a carrot on Shabbat on the fire directly, you're patur, you're not hayav, or something that uh, uh, is uh, not mevushal kol tzorko. If something is already mevushal kol tzorko, you take. A, uh, let's take another example. You take a steak, and the steak is, is fully cooked. You just want to roast it a little more or warm it up. That is also patur. However, it's asur. If you do it directly on the fire, it's asur. So now we are going to talk about things that are not directly on the fire. So something that's already in it, bashal kodem ha-shabbat. We're talking about the second example, a steak. On hamin milifne ha-shabbat, or something that... Uh, was uh, boiled before Shabbat, even though right now it's cold, it's permissible to warm it by by submerging it in hot water. Okay, so you're not putting it, it's it's forbidden, Midrabanan, to put it directly on the fire, but it's permissible to warm it by putting it on water that's on, that's, uh, that's warm, that's warm. Sorry, if you, so if you put it on water that's on the fire, that is toled ha'ur. Okay, just to be clear. However, things that were never cooked before Shabbat, and obviously we are not dealing with kaleha bishul here, but say... A, uh, the carrot in my example and it was never cooked so we are talking about the second exception 
to the Bishul on the fire, which is also Batura Valasur, Davar Sheino Sadich Bishul Klal, and it was never cooked. So on Shabbat, it's forbidden to put it in hot water, but it's permissible to wash it with hot water, so long as the washing in hot water is not something that will convert it immediately to something ready to eat. Uh, for example, if you take, uh, say, beef jerky, which uh, is not cooked, but it's salted, and then by, uh, I don't know if you do this with beef jerky, but they used to do this with very salted, very salty fish back in the day, darinha uh, ispenin, and you pour hot water on them, then that would be a form of bishul with respect to those items. Uh, just a note, this has no bearing on tea, for example. Uh, tea, so, sorry, this would mean that the tea is 100% permissible. Tea is of the first example, not of the second example here. And, and therefore, it would be mutar to, uh, to either madihin uh, behamin, which is airui miklirishon, or obviously, if you go back to Tualachol before, uh, put it directly in Klishani, which is what most people do. Halachatet. Mutar lehem bahama, aval pishasul lehem betolot hama, sheenobalit od mehama leesh. It's permissible to heat. Ramam was very precise here, he didn't say to cook because scientifically it's, it's an impossibility, even in Saudi Arabia, to cook something directly. On the sun, if you hold an egg in the middle of the desert in Saudi Arabia, you hold it up to the sun, it's not going to cook it. Um, but if you put it on the sand, then the sand itself is toldot ha'ur. The sand itself might get hot enough to, to cook that egg. So it's permissible to warm things directly on the sun, although it's not permissible to do so with something that is heated by the sun. But by the sun. So take the sand example I just gave. And Hamim forbade Toldot Hama Atu Toldot Haur. They forbade Toldot Hama because people might say, oh, if I am permitted to take a pan and put it under the sun and let it, uh, let it get as hot as 200 degrees and make an omelet on it, then that means that they can do the same thing with the fire. No, that's forbidden. Midioraita, this would have been a Melacha. And therefore, they also forbade Toldot Hama. So three things that do not relate necessarily to one another. First one derived from what we just said, it's permissible to leave water outside in the sun so they get warmed. It's also for it's also permissible to put good water inside bad water in order for the, the bad water to be diluted. Um, and uh, the, the, way, the way this would happen is by having the heavy stuff go to the bottom. So it's a way of filtering. And it's also permissible to put a tafshil inside the board to put something that's, that's warm um, inside uh, the, the cold water of, of a well so that it preserves the heat of that uh, of that uh, tafshil.
actually it's the opposite uh, it's, it's so it's to use the well as a fridge pretty much it's uh, to put it off shield so that it doesn't get ruined you put it inside the bore uh, this was the um, ancient man's fridge back in the day halachayot it's permissible to uh, make some kind of a dressing of uh, water, salt, and oil, and uh, to, to use it to, to, um, to give taste to your bread or to put it inside the food. So long as you're only preparing a little bit. But Hachamim forbade for someone to prepare a large quantity of it because it looks like a cooking. Again, no heat involved. It's also forbidden to, to, um, to mix up a mixture of very thick salt and water, which is two-thirds salt and one-third water, because it looks like preparing murias, um, which is something that was uh, uh, you, was done um, by cooking fish and letting the oils of the fish come up, and the salt with the oil of the fish would make something that also would give taste to the bread. And it's permissible to salt an egg, but it's forbidden to salt senon. Senon uh, is uh, radish and other uh, sharp-tasting vegetables um, because those are things that normally are pickled and it's uh, forbidden to pickle on Shabbat. Why? And kovesh, to pickle on Shabbat, is forbidden as a shavut because it's like mevashel. However, although it's forbidden to salt it, it's permissible to take the senon, to take the radish and put the radish in the salt as opposed to putting the salt on the radish. It's permissible to mix up wine and honey and uh, peppers uh, on, on Shabbat to, to eat them, but it's forbidden to do so with wine and water and Shemina Farsemon is uh, uh, it's, it's a ver- something that used to be very popular back in the day, um, a very popular medium for cosmetics um uh, was quite expensive and it also had some medicinal uses but because it's it's only a concoction used for medicinal purposes and it's very expensive it's not something that uh, people do for regular eating purposes and therefore it's forbidden and so to anything of this sort in other words uh, making a concoction on Shabbat, mixing up ingredients, if it's for food purposes, and it's for food purposes that most people, normal healthy people eat, that's permissible, unless it's something very thick like a murias. However, if it's something very rare, like the afarsemon mixture, it's forbidden um, because it's not ma'achal berim. Alachayot bed, the last alacha will do uh, in this session. Hardal shelashom me'ayrev Shabbat Hardal was mustard. The way they used to make mustard is to take the actual mustard seeds and and make them into a dough and then add some liquids to it. 
So uh, we are talking about the person that made a paste of this uh, uh, mustard seeds before Shabbat. Lemahar on Shabbat, it's permissible to, to then take this paste, whether and spread it, whether with a hand or with a utensil, and then add uh, honey to it. It's forbidden to, to actually, uh, to, um, um, well, I, I, I forget the term of cuisine that you use to, to, to beat, it's forbidden to beat it, but uh, rather you should mix it instead of beating it. Shahalaim, Shetirafan, Shahalaim is something that uh, it's also a spice that, that uh, you mix them from before Shabbat. Um, after uh, on, on Shabbat, you may add to it oil or or uh, or vinegar or some spices. And again, you shouldn't beat it, but rather you should mix it. Uh, garlic that was chopped before Shabbat, it, it implies that it's forbidden to, to chop uh, garlic on Shabbat, by the way. Then, if, if uh, not already obvious from Melechet Ohen. It's permissible to add it uh, the next day into the, the, the beans. Gerisin is some kind of a bean. Uh, beans that, that, that they used to, to make them into like uh, beans or some legumes, uh, like burgol, like some kind of a, of a, um, a grain, grainy grain, cut grain, chopped grain, and they used to mix it with garlic. So it's, per, it's permissible to add the, the chopped garlic that was chopped before Shabbat to it on Shabbat. But again, you shouldn't do it with a, 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 a mortar, but rather just uh, mix it um, in, in a more natural way. So with this, we've, we finished the Shabuyot relating to Bishul and to, and to fire. And by Hashem, tomorrow we'll do the rest of this chapter.